0: Good
1: morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is the podcast recording for July twelfth, two thousand twenty. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and on behalf of the team and I, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Continue to share with your friends. First announcement is we were supposed to be in the sanctuary right now with me recording this and deacons and elders listening. But since the recent spike in COVID-19 cases, we decided it's just not worth the risk. So um, session approved, not going forward with the podcast recording listening parties. And we are set to revisit these things at every step of the way. Um, to be honest, I'm with you. This is extremely frustrating, but also, in light of the text this morning, very minimal. Um, and I think I think God has had us in First Peter for a reason, and uh, that'll be made abundantly clear yet again when we break open His word today. Our second announcement is next week. We're going to start a a new series on wisdom literature uh, in the Old Testament, uh, focusing on Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, uh, the wisdom literature written by Solomon. Um, So please continue to join us, continue to share with your friends, and continue to um, gather around the radio, as it were. Now... Our call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 65, verses 1 through 8. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer to all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose. And bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. Let us lift up our voices with songs of joy.
2: I wanted to spend this Sunday talking about prayer with everything going on in our world around us the best thing we can do right now is to pray and here we are in the middle not quite middle but we're at the beginning of our summer breaks and there's still so much unknown about our future with school and um, what our school year may look like for the next year. And so I just wanted to remind us of the amazing tool that God has given us in prayer. When you think of loving someone, what do you think of doing for others? Did you know that one way we show love for others is by praying for them? God gives us so many things to pray about that we should never be able to say, I don't know what to pray for. You can make your own chart at home and list down names of your family, your friends, your teachers, doctors and nurses, the fire department, paramedics. You can even visit these places so you have a clear view of what to pray for. I think even one of you may have shared with me before that you save the envelopes from your Christmas cards and you spend your evenings, going through those envelopes and finding names of people to pray for. These are all great ways to remind ourselves to pray for those who are in our lives. And we can use them every single day. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you for listening to our prayers. Help us to pray each week for the people around us. We pray this all in your precious name
0: amen. As members of Christ's body, we confess the reality of sin, captivity, and brokenness in our personal life, in our community, and in our society, and ask for God's saving grace. Will you please pray with me? Father, thank you that we have been declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. Because of the completed work of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, we have peace with you and access to your amazing grace. Yet in spite of this, we take our eyes off you and live as if we have no Lord. At times we are prone to selfishness, chaos, and despair. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to remember that Jesus is our strength. Help us to mature and rejoice in him, even in our trials and tribulations, even during this COVID pandemic. Give us grace that will produce a patient and godly character that is honoring to you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine the old life is gone, a new life has begun. By the grace of Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Amen.
3: Water, you Open the eyes of the mind There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Let's sing into the darkness. Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God who are higher than any other Our God is healer Here we go. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Last time.
1: Now we've come to the finale, the final sermon in the sermon series on 1 Peter. And I hope you'll you'll agree with me, this has been so timely and so good. I don't know about you, but for my soul. um, I want to remind us one last time as we approach this text that Peter was one of Jesus's best friends when he was uh, when Jesus walked the earth and was ministering. Um, Peter at the time of his writing this is an older gentleman, wiser um, and I'd also like to bring to your attention you know that like some people have seen stuff they've lived through a lot. Peter has battle scars Peter has seen. A lot of stuff. So let's turn in our scriptures to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-11. through 11. Now, as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it. Not for, for, for sordid gain, but eagerly. Do not, do not lord it over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the shep, chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, The devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Steadfast in your faith. For you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter begins this text with reminding us, the reader, where his authority, why we should listen to him comes from, and uh, his roots. He says, I'm an elder. You remember that? I'm both an older gentleman and I'm a leader in the church. Um, but almost more importantly he says and I'm a witness of the sufferings of Christ I was there this is Peter saying I was there I was there when our Lord and our Savior displayed his humility and his kingship by dying for our sins on the cross And then he turns to his attention and he's and he gives elders, leaders, advice. And he first I want to point out he first implies see yourselves as shepherds. See yourselves see yourselves as shepherds of the flock. What flock? God's flock. Do any elders claim any authority over the church? No. They are stewards. They are good keepers of God's flock, of God's sheep. And then he kind of doubles down and says, don't lord it over them. Be a shepherd. Don't lord it over them. You're not a king. But instead, walk it out. Walk it out. Be examples. I think of men and women that God has placed in my life that are louder than any sermon that I've ever heard. They're people that simply follow the words of Jesus and do them. They practice them. Peter then reminds the elders, we got a prize coming. We got a crown of glory that'll never fade. If I had a gold highlighter, or like if there are a way I could, this is gold, is what I'm saying. This is a gold mine right here. Um, As we go through valleys, Cling to the glory that is to be. Cling to the promises that God has made. Cling to the truth that you have a, a crown of glory that will never fade. It, it, it's like an, an injection of perspective. I've started biking to work and um, I've noticed uphill is harder than downhill right everybody can notice that too right I'm not a genius right there I've noticed that uh, because my hill is Adams Avenue people are going like 90 miles an hour I'm in the gutter of this road people are just almost killing me every second of every time I'm there we'll have to rethink this and pray about me going and biking to work anyway but as I hit that hill and the idea of sitting in my air conditioned office drinking water pops into my head. And Peter is saying, This is what should pop into your head in these times of COVID 19 where you are missing seeing people face to face, you're missing holding hands of loved ones. Remember, This is a season. And in the end, we will all receive these crowns of glory that'll never fade, they'll never diminish. And he turns his attention to the younger ones and he says, Listen up. Listen up, kids. Accept the authority of people that God has placed over you in leadership. Listen to their counsel. And interject millions of stories of you knowing better than your children. Or your parents knowing better than you. Right? There's so many things that we don't see when we're younger. We don't see around corners as well. You know? Listen. People who have seen some stuff know stuff. Now, and then he turns in 5B. This is verse 5B. He looks at both youngers and elders. Men, women, and children. I wonder if he'd include pets even. Everybody. Clothe yourselves in humility. Put it on. Like a jacket. Put on the attribute of humility. Humility. Humble yourselves. I wonder how much more like Christ the church would be if our motto was simply humble ourselves. Uh, My father and I were having a discussion the other day about how great America is. And it is great. And I'm not going to say anything bad about how we have amazing freedoms, and people have laid down their lives, and this is a great country to live in. and I think the greatest times that our country have have the, the ways our country has displayed its greatness the most is when it's been the most humble. It's when we've apologized. It's when we've asked for forgiveness. Jesus says over and over, it's it's okay to want to be great. But the way we get there is to become the least. It's to serve the most. It's to know that you don't know. It's to be soft. It's to be moldable. It's to be underneath, not on top of the heap. Pounding people down. First Peter 5 and 6 are calling us loud and clear. Stop being so cocky. Stop being know-it-alls. Humble yourselves. Put your knee in the dirt. Our humility brings out the greatness of God. Notice that in verse 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. You get a visual of a hand coming down. Humble yourselves underneath. And then you get a visual of the next part of that verse 6b. He will lift you up. He'll scoop you up and lift you up. Just yesterday, I was um, on my bike ride to to work. I was leaving the house, and we, we lived behind some pretty big hotels. And there was this crane. I'd never seen a crane at tall. You know, like they have those big cranes that go on top of things. It was this huge, huge crane. and I was, I, It just popped into my head because I was studying this text. How high do you think God can lift you? you know I used to when when the kids were little I'd take my kids and we'd be in the water or pool or something like that and I'd see how high I could throw them and because it was in water I felt a little you know a little, little safer but I couldn't throw they, it, after a little bit I got really tired God can throw us I don't know if he want to throw us but do you follow the metaphor if we drop down and see our place God sees us and lifts us up. The way to greatness is to humble ourselves. And he says, cast all your cares on God. Cast your all your anxiety, all your worries, all your fears. Why? Because God cares for you. If you have your Bible near you write your name right there God cares for Jason God cares for Bob God cares for Malia God cares for Sharon God cares for Kathy that one too that Kathy too And then I don't, this is one of those Sundays where I really don't have to spell out applications because he ends his text with some straight up applications. He's called us to humility. He's called us to recognize theologically, we are the servant, God is the Lord. He's called us leaders to say, hey, I don't know everything, I'm going to humble myself. He's called all uh, the young'uns. Hey, you gotta humble yourselves. In verse 8, he starts doing the application. He says, discipline yourselves. And re-listen to the last week's sermon because that's what that was all about. Discipline isn't the enemy. Set up some boundaries, discipline yourselves. Resist the evil one. Resist Satan. How do we resist Satan? That's it. if we got an application. One of them is we got to discipline ourselves. Okay, I'm gonna listen to my podcast. I'm gonna listen to. I'm gonna read my scripture in the morning. I'm gonna talk to God first thing in the morning, last thing in the night. I'm gonna list out all the things I'm grateful to God for on a regular basis. Every once in a while, I'm going to love people as I've been loved. Discipline. Set some goals. Set some. Set some sights. You know, lift up your head, start doing stuff. Discipline, grace infused. P.S. By the way, all rooted in the truth that God has paid for your sins on the cross, and He loves you no matter what. He loves you. Fill in your name. How do we resist Satan? And he says, Satan's. He's like a crouching lion. He's he's, he's just walking back and forth. He's he's hovering, and he's waiting to pounce on you. How do you resist that? He says steadfast love. No, actually he says steadfast faith. Sorry about that. He says steadfast faith. This is a this is a John M. moment. We meet in Bible studies all the time and he continually his number one prayer request is more faith. And he says he's praying for faith for me and that's exactly what I need. I need faith steadfast faith how do we resist the devil you remain steadfast in your faith in Jesus the Christ that God said that God did what he said he was going to do he said he was going to send his messiah he said he's going to send his one and only son to, to cover our sins on the cross and Jesus did it and he rose again and therefore, we are all new creations. By faith, we stay we stayed steadfast in that identity. And how else? Know that you're not alone. How do I apply? How do we apply? How do we resist the evil one? Remember, remain steadfast in your faith. And that's got a bunch of to-dos. Um, this one is more of less of a to do and more of a be reminded put like little landmines throughout your day that remind you that you're not alone text people call people ask people to call you and remind you that we're in this together I was I was taught a new saying the other day. It was one of my favorites. It's quickly become one of my favorites. This guy said, I don't need you to always have the answers. I need you always to be my friend. We need each other. We need to be reminded we're not alone. We're in this together. I feel like... I've been saying this a bunch as applications, but this time Peter's saying it, it just more explicitly. Reach out and talk to each other. Email each other, FaceTime each other, Zoom each other, telegraph each other, text each other, sing to each other, remind each other we're not alone. We're in this together. And then Peter ends his text with one last reminder of perspective. He says, "Just this is just for a little while. You can listen to that podcast recording a couple weeks ago. I had a sermon. It was titled, Just a Little While. This is just a little while. This COVID-19, even if it is, it's gone from a storm to a winter to a mini ice age. It can go to a major ice age. It's still just a a season just a little while compared to eternal glory and then he brings back in the truth that god of all grace he's the holder of the grace that's what that's what that's his business he's in the grace business he's all about grace the god of all grace himself himself you get this he's all powerful you got this mighty hand and he scoops us up and he and he lifts us up but at the end of this text Peter's saying himself he's a real personal he's in your face he himself will come to your door you know it's like the president of a company like you email into a president of a company you email a company And you say, hey, this is giving me trouble. And the president of the company comes to your house and says, hey, I'm here to deal with your problem and I'm here to meet with you. This is the king of the universe. This is God Almighty. This is the maker of trees, makers of oceans, making the sky, you know, stars in the sky and galaxies and universes. That God himself will personally handle it. He'll personally restore you. He'll personally support you. He'll personally strengthen and establish you. And then to him, be the power forever and ever. I had a friend and I'll end with this. Her name was Krista Van Kirk now. I think her name's Krista Mormon. She got married along the way but we worked together for uh, like St. Andrews for six years or something. It seemed like a long, long time, but she would always do this thing. When she, she was phenomenal. She was an amazing worship leader. She was an amazing teacher-preacher. She was an amazing leader. She was just an amazing woman of God. And uh, she would often, people would applaud because like, her voice was phenomenal. She would sing, and, and people would be just applauding to her. And she would point at herself, and, um, say, uh-uh, uh-uh, praise me, no, praise him, and wrap it up. She would do this thing with her her, her, her index finger. She would point it at herself and then say, nope, like nod, no, nope. And then she would, like, do a circly whoop-de-woo and point it straight up with both her fingers and say, praise God, praise God, and then she'd start clapping, um. That's kind of Peter at the end of this text and at the end of this letter. He's dropped all kinds of encouragement. He dropped all kinds of truths about ourselves and identity in Christ. And he's, he's ending his letter and he's saying, praise me, nah, nah. He's actually reminding everybody of the first couple verses of this text. God's the owner of the sheep. I'm just a shepherd. I'm just an elder. I'm just a guy humble enough to know that God can use me. Amen. As we continue in worship, let us participate and get involved in God's mission. Through this local outpost of his kingdom by returning to him his ties and our offerings, please send all gifts to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
5: Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. In that love, let us go into a time of prayer. God of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ, you promise to hear us when we pray to you in his name. Confident in your love and mercy, we offer our prayers for ourselves, for our community and country. And for the world. When we come asking, continue to receive us. When we seek guidance, help us to find your Spirit. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in your presence. Continue to strengthen this congregation in its work and worship. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love Help us to reach out to one another and to the community, and so bring your presence to the many that need your touch. May we witness to your love and grace for all the world. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart that the barriers which divide us may crumble suspicions disappear and hatreds cease, and that with our divisions healed, we might live in justice and peace. We have much to accomplish to attain liberty and justice for all. Show us the way, O Lord. Open our eyes to see what we need to see. Show us how we can do our part In making this world a better place, where all are truly equal, make us instruments of your peace. We thought the coronavirus was receding, but now we see how very wrong we were. As more and more people test positive, we pray for them and their health. We pray for all of the vulnerable seeking to prevent becoming infected. And we pray for those who seem not to care enough to wear a mask. Heal the sick, we pray. Protect the elderly and the frail. Touch the hearts of those who are being careless. Inspire the many who are working on finding a vaccine and a cure. Work with them so that lives may be saved help us we pray be near O god to the sick and sorrowing uphold all who are trying to bear pain physical or emotional be with all who must watch loved ones suffer help them as they need and restore them through your mercy send your disciples to those who are lonely or afraid. We pray for those whose burdens we carry in our hearts. We pray especially for Frank Ortiz and Diane, that you remain beside them. Give them the peace and strength of your presence. Accept the fervent prayers of your people, O God, in your great mercy. Look with compassion on us and all who turn to you for help, for you are gracious. To you we give glory, now and forever, through Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done
1: Before I give this morning's benediction, I'd like to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to this podcast recording, and I'd also like to wish my, my wife a, a happy birthday. She was born on July 11th, several years back. Happy birthday, Malia. And now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now, and forevermore. Amen.